On this episode of the World of CONCACAF podcast, we head to the Windward Islands, probably our favorite place in the world. This is the World of CONCACAF podcast. Everybody, this is the World of CONCACAF podcast. I'm Eric Schmitz. And I'm Jonathan Sleep. And I'm Donald Wine. And I am excited to talk about another CONCACAF nation. Um, Donald, can you please describe this shirt you're wearing before we get into everything? Yes, it is by our, our friends over at Stimulus. It is a nice yellow and blue and white concoction of a pre-match top four. St. Lucia's national team. Uh, this is a jersey that came out last year. Um, Stimulus took over the contract for them in 2023. And, of course, like they always do, they produce some fire um, with their home and away, but also this pre-match top, which was uh, simply sensational, so I had to grab it. I was going to say that you, you answered my question. It was going to be that is a pre-match top, but yes. that is fantastic. And it's fitting because we are talking about St. Lucia on this episode. Funny we how are, that works. Yeah, weird. You know, we didn't talk we, about this beforehand. I just we, wore the jersey, we tried, and we just happened to pick St. Lucia out the hat. Yeah, we tried. We tried to coordinate. This is the twenty fourth Concacaf Laser Focus. We are working our way around Concacaf, and I mean, I, there are a lot of islands, so we're gonna, you know, go to the Windward Islands, one of our favorite regions on the planet. And we're going to talk about St. Lucia. So I guess we'll just kind of get started then. Uh, so here's some background on St. Lucia. Um, St. Lucia, it's a sovereign island country. It's located in the Eastern Caribbean Sea, uh, part of the Lesser Antilles, Windward Islands. It's northeast of St. Vincent, uh, shout out Vincent Heat, uh, northwest of Barbados, and just south of Martinique. The capital city is Castries. Uh, the island of St. Lucia had um, natives living there from back around 200 AD. Uh, lastly, the Caribs uh, in up and through the 9th century. Um, the Caribs called the island Hawanora, which is, um, it means they're where iguanas are found. And I did not know this before, that iguanas must be found in St. Lucia. Um, but that's where like the native name came from. Uh, as with many of these islands, uh, there was a colonial period. Uh, the island changed hands between the French and the British several times during the 17th and 18th centuries. Uh, in the Treaty of Paris in 1814, St. Lucia went to the British. It remained a British colony until gaining independence. And they decided to call it St. Lucia. That actually goes back to um, the Spanish naming it. Um, fun fact, St. Lucia is the only sovereign country on the planet that is named after a human woman. It is 
um, St. Lucie of Syracuse. Uh, St. Lucie of Syracuse, it was apparently St. Lucie Day when French sailors shipwrecked on the island, apparently. Um, so there's two sovereign states in the world named after a woman. One is a human woman. The other one, uh, Ireland, is named after a goddess. But I thought was, that was very interesting. So the British ran it as a colony. St. Lucia achieved independence from the United Kingdom in 1979, became a member of the Commonwealth of Nations. Um, it's been a parliamentary democracy. Um, their economy, it's mostly been a reliance on agriculture. Bananas is big there. Um, now they've got more tourism, uh, offshore banking, very popular, but tourism. Uh, have either of you been to St. Lucia yet? I have not. I haven't either. Uh, my parents went on a cruise once, um, so I know a little bit about the island from their experience, but I have not witnessed it firsthand. Yeah. Um, it looks beautiful. I've been looking at flights, you know, just casually. Like, you know, it looks like a good vacation spot. Um, Jonathan, let's talk about the culture. You did some research on that. Um, what can you tell me about the culture of St. Lucia? So the culture, so official language is English, um, but like many of the islands, uh, there is a large population that speaks uh, various forms of Creole and some French um, dialects. Uh, it's really a blend of African, French, English heritage. Um, so, you know, in the food, you know, we've talked about this a lot. You know, there's a lot of fish, um, a lot of pork. The Johnny Cake is big, of course, uh, goat. Um, their official food, or the, the local delicacy, is green bananas and saltfish. Um, and, but they're supposed to be more like the green bananas are also called figs. Um, there is some Indian influences in the culture as well. Um, you'll see that in some of the food with some of the curry. Um, but, uh, you know, the, there is those influences there. The most interesting thing is, uh, there are, there's several festivals that happen on St. Lucia. They used to do a big carnival one, um, but they moved it from its traditional time in front of Lent, um, because they didn't want to, um, uh, overlap with the big carnival in Trinidad. But they have two festivals. Uh, that are they're like traditional ones, Lawaz uh, on uh, August 30th and La Maguit uh, on October 17th. These are organized by two rival historical societies or associations. Um, they celebrate uh, the city. Um, there's a lot of food. One of the things is I couldn't ever really get an understanding is while they are rival cultural associations. I did not really understand what they were, like how they're rivals. Some of it is these societies are based a little bit on one of them uh, being the Freemasons, and the other one is on Rosicrucianism. Uh, they have some ties in that. But, um, yeah, that was the most interesting thing about the uh, St. Lucian culture. So you've got, like, the Jets and the Sharks organizing festivals in St. Lucia. <laughs> I'm sure it's a great party. Um, I did notice that they've got like a national beer, uh, Piton. Um, it's a Pilsner beer brand, and I would love for them to ship us a case. 
It's named after the mountain range there. Yes, the Piton Mountains, which also features on the flag, which I'll be honest, probably one of the best flags in the Caribbean. They got a solid color. Are you limiting it just to Caribbean? Because it's one of the best on the planet, in my opinion. It's very, very cool. I like the colors. I like the simple mountain range. I like, you know, the black, yellow, white, and and the light blue background. It just looks, it looks sharp. And when you see, you know, the Olympics and stuff like that, and St. Lucia rolls out, it just looks sharp. And they dress to impress, too. Yeah. They, the flag looks Caribbean, and that's all you can ask for. Like, the vibe is there. Um, um, Donald, I, you said you found some other fun facts? Yeah, so there's some that you guys have mentioned, so I'm not going to do those. But uh, the ones that you did mention that I found just recently was, this is the only country you'll find the Jaqua, which is the St. Lucia parrot. It's like a green parrot. It looks very menacing. Um, I, I don't know if I want to meet it in real life because it, it looks pretty scary. Um, it is the place with the world's only drive-in volcano. Yes, I read that right. You heard that right. There is a volcano that you can literally drive, I guess, in parts of it, you can drive through said mountain <laughs> volcano. Mm. I I, I kind of want to try that. I, yes. I, I want to make sure that it's asleep, though. Like, if it's dormant, cool. If it's, if it's erupting, yeah. I, I don't want to go near that with a car. There are 21 types of rum. In just one region of St. Lucia. Oh. Just on that alone, Eric, we need to go. Okay. Yeah. Um, the country is 70% covered in rainforest. The Blackbeard himself visited St. Lucia uh, when he was around. There are 180 species of birds on the island. And this is an interesting fact. The island has more Nobel Prize laureates than anywhere else in the world. That's what this is saying. I can't verify if this is true. Um, but- I saw that it's... Uh- Nobel laureates per capita. Per capita. Yes. Yeah. I'm sorry. It says per capita. Percentage. Yep. <laughs> um, it has two winners of the esteemed Nobel Prize, in- including Sir Arthur Lewis, who received the award for economics, and Derek Walcott, who received the prize for literature back in 1992. Nice. I I feel like this has been a very interesting island to dive into. Um, So we got some of the background. Uh, you know, the vibes seem immaculate. Let's talk about soccer. Um, Donald, why don't you tell us a little bit about soccer in St. Lucia? Yeah, well, the St. Louis or St. St. Lucia Football Association was founded in 1979. They're headquartered in Castries, which, as you mentioned, was the capital. Uh, right now, they have a first division and a second division. However, there's a new semi pro league that is beginning this quarter uh, in 2024 is when it's slated to start Yeah, uh, alongside in, in March. We're not sure if it's replacing one of these leagues or if it's going to be in tandem with these leagues, but we do know that it is it's set to debut uh, in March. They have a, a Island cup. It used to be called the St. Lucia FA cup. It was around until 2017 when it then became the Coca-Cola Island cup. And that has been around for the last seven years. Um, they also have a eight-team tournament that they call the Blackheart Football Tournament, which is still you are competed today. Yeah, nice. Um, love to see a new league developing. You love to see investment in the sport. Um, as far as the women's game goes, for the St. Lucia women's national team, the Pitton girls, um, right now, most recently – they were uh, in League C of the Road to CONCACAF W Gold Cup, which we really need to talk to CONCACAF about the name of this. It should be the Women's Nations League. 
because, you know, put some respect on the Nations League, but Road to W Gold Cup, uh, they were in League C, so they didn't have a chance to qualify for this this spring's tournament. Um, they uh, finished second in their group behind Cuba, um, getting two wins over Guadeloupe. Uh, the women's national team's first international match was back in 2000, uh, so it's still a relatively new program. Uh, their biggest win was a 13-0 dub over the British Virgin Islands back in May of 2000. It, that may have been one of their earliest caps. And uh, their biggest defeat is in June of 2014. They took a 14-0 loss to Jamaica. Not great. I did note that one of the uh, players from their W Gold Cup qualifying squad uh, played at Chattanooga FC in 2023. Nice. So, yes. So, uh, Tex- she was a Texas A and M international um, student. So that's that's cool. Uh, there is a lot of effort to invest more in the women's game there. Uh, back in November, they had a female soccer festival where they had the secondary schools come and try to you know build up the game. They've got a motto f- for marketing the women's game there, saying it's called "Let them play." Um, and they're looking at doing what they can to help girls get scholarships and uh, work towards being on the national team. And I know we go through a lot of countries that don't seem to put a lot of investment in their women's program, but it looks like St. Lucia is doing the same. Um, or not doing the same. They actually are investing in it. That's good. That's what we want. We also want Donald to tell us about the men's national team, the Pitton boys. Yeah, well, the men's national team is actually a little bit more established than some of the other Caribbean uh, football union uh, uh, cohorts. It's 176th in the world. It's been as high as 108th. Their first match came back in 1938. Of course, the Federation itself wasn't established until 1979, uh, but they competed under the United Kingdom uh, until they separated and became a country as basically like as an island team. Uh, So they have a lot of history. Um, Their biggest win came in April 2001 against the U.S. Virgin Islands. Guys, what do you think the score was? How many goals do you think they scored in that game? Give it a 10. 10. What do you what do you got, Jonathan? Uh, I'm gonna go 12. 14. It was 14 oh. to 1 was the final score. Uh so that was uh incredible. Um 14 to 1. When they did um uh, when they did lose uh, a big one, they lost to our boys, Vincey Heat. That was an eight nothing score back in two thousand and nine. Their guy with the most caps, Kurt Frederick, he's still on the team. He has fifty six caps for Saint Lucia. Earl Jean is the guy with the most goals. He has twenty goals. And of course, as I mentioned, they were under the umbrella of the United Kingdom. But when they became independent, they still had a team, but they did not enter World Cup qualifying until nineteen ninety four. They've never qualified for World Cup, and uh, they've never qualified for a Gold Cup. They started in League B in Nations League dropped to League C, and then got promoted back to League B, where they will remain when it resumes this fall. They've played in three Caribbean Cups. The The biggest finish they had was in third was third place in 1991. Now, I go back to World Cup qualifying, because as we all know, in 2022, uh, for World Cup qualifying, St. Lucia withdrew from the competition before it started. And it's interesting because it didn't seem like that was a player's decision. Uh, the players wanted to play in World Cup qualifying, and the President uh, Lyndon Cooper 
was the guy who apparently made the decision to withdraw the Federation from World Cup qualification. And there was a big demonstration in front of the headquarters uh, back in March of 2021 when they did this. The, the players on the team kind of you know stood up and said, hey, we found this disrespectful. We want to play. Um, we want to be considered for these qualifiers. We may get blasted, but we we have a chance, uh, just like everyone else in the world, and we need to take advantage of this chance and this opportunity to play together. Um, but, of course, St. Lucia decided to remove themselves, and they were dropped from World Cup qualifying. Uh, they ha- I don't think there was any ramifications or anything, any penalties from CONCACAF for withdrawing. No. But uh, hopefully, again, you know, when twenty when this starts around, they are as of right now currently slated to be in World Cup qualifying for twenty twenty six. Yeah, and I did find an article on FIFA's website about um, the the reaction to them dropping out of uh, qualifying, and it seems like there was definitely some disagreements between not only the government but the federation. Uh, this was coming out of COVID and the government still had a lot of COVID related laws and the Federation was like, yeah, we don't want to deal with getting around this stuff. And the government was like, yes, we would have changed and made exceptions so we could have played. And the players were like, well, what the hell we wanted to play. Um, I do want to shout out. There were a there are a couple of players who have recently been called in who have been playing for uh, a real team, fake team, um, legend uh, from Antigua and Barbuda, Grenades. Grenades has <laughs> contributed a couple guys uh, from playing the Antigua League uh, to their national team. Well, it's uh, also, it's it's interesting. Um, just if you look at the players that are on the, that are currently on the last roster that we have, um, you know, unlike some federal, you know, some uh, national teams in the Caribbean, a lot of them are like very local based. They may have one or two players that play outside of the country. Uh, but a lot of them are in their domestic leagues. This has a nice little smorgasbord. You got guys who are playing in Jamaica, St. Lucia, England. Um, uh, so they have a few guys, and, and as you mentioned, Antigua and Barbuda. So they have a few guys that are kind of all over the place. And, and the fact that they have some guys in Europe leads me to believe that they're trying to stock up by maybe calling on some guys that may have some uh, some underlying uh, citizenship that's living abroad and trying to, you know, expand some of the dual nationals that they're bringing into the team. Yeah. Speaking of calling in, you know, who's doing the calling in is Stern John, who is the manager, the Trinidad and Tobago legend, uh, bailed on our boys in Anguilla to take the St. Lucia job um, after in 2022, after they had already um, dropped out of qualification, but Stern John leading the program um, again, they uh, they've had some good results in Nations League, but World Cup qualification right around the corner. They start on uh, the second round in June of 2024. Uh, they are in a group with Haiti, Aruba, Curacao, and Barbados. Um, so St. Lucia back in it, rooting for them. Love to see. I would love to see those beautiful uh, training tops, courtesy of Stimulus, uh, make it to the World Cup. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and then it's our favorite time of the program. Uh, Jonathan is going to be our uh, contestant today. So we're going to take a breather. Donald and I are going to scheme, and we're going to play the game. Be right back. 
All right, we are back. It is that time. Real team or fake team? The greatest game in World of CONCACAF podcast history. Um, Donald and I have six teams. Jonathan is going to have to decide if these teams are real or are they fake. Because when you hear about team names in CONCACAF, you have no earthly idea if they are real or fake because they are ridiculous. So, Jonathan, you ready? I'm ready. All right. Should we, Donald, should we like turn off our screens? I don't need to turn like, off my screen. Face? Okay. I, um, I'm I'm an attorney. I've, I have a turn them all the time. <laughs> oh, you want me to turn them off? Oh, turn them off. Oh, okay. Time. All right. We're Bye. Turning off. We're turning them <laughs> off. Bye. All right. I, I don't I don't want I don't want your excuses when I uh inevitably wipe the floor with you all. Okay. Donald, right. setting up I'm my you go first. at the same Donald, time. You want me to go first? Donald, you go right. first. Okay. So my first team is Black Panthers SC. It's a good one. Because I want to just say it's fake. I'm gonna go real. Black Panthers SC is a real team. They were in the second division last year. They won the second division and will be promoted to the first division this year. So you are a one for one. Wakanda forever. <laughs> All right. My first team. PT Young Stars SC. PT Young Stars SC. This is... I'm going to go real team. It is a real team. PT Young Stars SC. They played in the second division in 2023, finishing second behind Black Panthers SC. You didn't even ask if it ended in an S or a Z. No, I'm just just letting it flow through me at the moment. Okay, (laughs) sure. All right, so you're a two for two. Uh, The next one we have for you is Castries United. Castries United, it's uh, the capital. Um, there's no SC or FC. Uh, I did see one, so I'm, I, I, I just it just says Castries United. Uh, let's go fake team. Castries United is a fake team. Yeah, I don't know how you're doing this, but it's fake team. Three for three. Sure. Three. Now the pressure's starting to mount a little bit. I see you. Yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it definitely is. <laughs> All right. Diamond Ballers FC. Diamond Ballers FC. So this is the first FC that we've had. Um, Ballers S or Z? Ballers ends in an S. Ballers ends in an S. Real team. It is a real team. Uh, Finished dead last in the second division in 2023 with a... One win, two draw, six loss record. All right. So you're four for four. Now the pressure is yeah. really starting to mount. Now you see, I see you, ladies, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, he's pacing uh, by his computer because he doesn't want. Yeah, I've got, I've got the stand, I've got the standing desk up. We are, we're, we're pacing a little bit right now. Yeah, pace a little bit, pitching a perfect game right now. He doesn't want anyone to talk to him, but I got to talk to him because that's part of the game. So the next one is. 1987 All-Stars SCC. SCC? SCC. So, is that Soccer Club Champion? I, uh... 
real. Did you say real? Yes. Are you serious? 1987 All-Stars SCC is, without a doubt, a real team. Uh, they are. They were in the first division last year. They were dead last. So, unfortunately, they will be relegated to the second division. You are five for five, sir. It comes down to the last one from Eric. Can we reiterate that stars ended in a Z? Stars ended in a Z. It did. I synced it. All right. Uh, my last team, El Nino's FC. El Nino's FC. Let's go fake team. El Nino's FC is a real team. Finished fifth <laughs> in the table in 2023. With a four win, one draw, four loss record. Um, Jonathan, you had it till the end there. Left the final frame open. I know, you know, but you know, this seems five for six is is my. This average, is strong outing. Very strong. Is outing. my average where it is like the thing that you're, um, you know, desperate to achieve. I'm surprised. Honestly, it's surprised I got you. Uh, yeah, El Ninos. What? Why would you think there's a Spanish, you know, named team in Saint Lucia? Who's to say? It's Cockatcap. Yeah. <laughs> Who's to say? All right. So Jonathan goes five for six. We learned a lot about St. Lucia. And yeah, another wonderful CONCACAF laser focus. Uh, be sure to give us some feedback on the socials. Comment. Give us ratings. We love if you rate, review us on your friendly podcast sites. Um, make sure you subscribe, like, whatever you need to do. Follow us on social media at podcacaf, P-O-D-C-A-C-A-F, and subscribe to our Patreon, patreon.com backslash podcacaf, where we post bonus episodes and additional content, and you can help us pay the hosting fees um, to, you know, put this out there. Uh, Jonathan, where can people find you? You find me at SSP and uh, at Broadway Sorts Media. Donald? I am at BlazingDW, and I am also writing over at StarsAndStripesFC.com. Uh, as, as we all know, it's February, so it's Black History Month in the United States of America. I do... Uh, I have some stories that are up. I haven't done as many this year, and I won't do as many this year, but we're going to bring you some content during Black History Month over there, so check it out. Nice. Thank you guys for listening. We appreciate it. Make sure you uh, share this episode. If you know anyone from, one from St. Lucia, if you know anyone in the diaspora, you know, pass it along. Uh, we'll be back with a new episode soon. We still got to work our way around CONCACAF. Again, this was number 24. Number 25, coming your way soon. We love you and we love CONCACAF. <laughs>